But that is literally my favorite part about art is it's endless. So I, because I am how I am, it will never be good enough. I always have a, you know, the negative self-talk has its pros and cons like anything. And it's, it's always going to evolve and it'll be another Billy block, you know, another whatever. And, and I just, I love that because it, you know, I'll never get bored. Welcome to the Creative Chats Podcast with Mike Brennan. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Creative Chats. It's the podcast for artist makers and content creators where we talk about creativity, the creative process, and story. I'm your host, Mike Brennan. You can connect with me over on Instagram. I'm at MikeBone. And you can check out some of my work, which is on my website, MikeBrennan.me. I'd also love to extend an invitation to you to join our free Facebook group called Daily Creative Habit. It's where all types of creatives are showing up to say, I want to be more consistent with my creativity and craft. And if you would like to be a part of that community, we would love to have you. Go to dailycreativehabit.com to sign up to be a part of that group. Also, you can sign up for the free Daily Creative Habit newsletter. This is a newsletter that comes twice a week right now. It comes Mondays and Fridays. The newsletter is packed with resources and inspiration and also daily prompts that are centered around creativity. And it doesn't matter if you're a visual artist, musician, content creator, what your creative expression is. These prompts are designed to get you thinking and engage with your own creativity and establish your own daily creative habit. Go to dailycreativehabit.com and subscribe today. Hey, I'm excited to bring to you my conversation with Tony Farrow. He is an artist, a painter based out of California. And we have a very candid conversation um, just about his journey. And he's relatively new to painting and discovering his love for art and creativity. And so I know some of you may be in that category where you're either just starting out or you feel relatively new as well. And I'm excited to bring this conversation because sometimes we need to see somebody who is maybe just a few paces in front of us, not what seems like a huge mile after mile ahead of us. Um, you know, the, the journey is a little bit more relatable. And we talk very candidly also about mental health and creativity and sobriety. And so, um, man, there's just so many great things in this conversation. And Tony's a great guy. I know you're going to love the conversation that we have. I encourage you, go check out his website, which we mentioned at the end of our talk, and uh, go support him in any way that you can. So without further ado, here is my creative chat with Tony Farrell. Well, Tony, welcome to the Creative Chats podcast. I'm excited that you're here. So am I. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I always love when I get to connect with another fellow visual artist and uh, we'll try not to geek out about too many things that are down the rabbit hole. Sure. <laughs> Sometimes that can happen. But um, really, I, I love exploring people's stories and finding out just their journey because there are so many things that happen regardless of like what your creative expression is there are people listening to this podcast that are musicians or are videographers or maybe dancers actors bakers creative entrepreneurs right and so there's something that's in that journey 
that regardless of whatever the creative expression is, I think that we can all learn from each other. And so that's why I get excited to explore new people's stories and new to me and find out what is that thread that we can pull on and find and then contextualize for our own journeys. And so uh, I know that just from the, the, the information that you've sent ahead of time, I know we're going to get into some things um, on your journey that are, are definitely going to resonate with some people and that um, will just shed light on your work and just what you're doing now today. So um, all that to say, thanks for being here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I'm excited and a uh, little nervous, but but always. And, you know, once you get into the, the flow of things, just like anything creative. Absolutely. You- kind of lose yourself in it so absolutely absolutely yeah don't worry i'll, I'll keep cool. you i'll treat you with kid gloves you know <laughs> <It'll be fine. laughs> not not coming out of the gate with any hard questions that's going to stump you by any means cool. um so you are a gallery artist right is that how you you define yourself pretty much uh yes i guess the hesitation comes from uh, i'm relatively new right which we'll sure I guess get into but it's only been a year that i've actually you know, october 2021 is when i started painting so i i want i consider myself that absolutely i want to exude that you know um i don't know if i'm quite there yet but i like to tell myself i am so you know yes. until you make it right Yes. Well, you are that and you're just now walking that out in in certain ways, uh, for sure. And I think there's something with that, even like if you talk to any artist, there is that sense of like a little little hesitation in calling themselves artists sometimes because there's this sense of like where we envision we want to be and where we are and sometimes the gap and sometimes the there's a little bit of the imposter syndrome that sometimes creeps in for things or other things that are elements in the mix that cause that little hesitation. But I think it's always best if we, yeah, actually just embrace it. Cause if you are creating art, if you are a creative person, then that's, that's your title. You're a creative yeah. person, regardless of if you right. do it for full time or you are doing it as a hobby or somewhere in between, you're still a creative person. So, um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's unpack this a little bit. So you said you're relatively new and I would just love to know, though, like, was there some kind of seeds when you were a kid as far as, you know, art making and, you know, was it drawing, painting or anything that was an activity that you found yourself drawn to? Pardon the pun um, as a kid. (laughs) No, no, no. So not uh, at all. Interesting. I mean, no, but yes, I guess, Um, you know, people would ask me like recently or, you know, over this past year, since I started, you know, what you used to do? Did you ever do anything else? You, have, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, I didn't, I would always chalk it up in my head. Cause I, like you were kind of alluding to prior, uh, really loud mind with like the negative self-critic, you know, harsh inner critic. Yep. And, uh, so I just like, no, 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 I can't do that. I just draw stick figures, you know? And I would literally just because I think I would say that I would draw stick figures Right. And the only thing I ever did creative, I think, I mean, besides Legos, <laughs> I have an mm-hmm. obsession of Legos even now, the collection um, yeah. would be painting houses with uh, with my father growing up. And uh, that's pretty much it. And actually, it's funny because as a painter, I still mm-hmm. use some of those um, techniques for like cleaning or like line, you know, whatever, line work and stuff like that. So, so I guess, yes, but, you know. No. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, and I think there's always something about our past that we can find works its way into what we do now, even if it's not a direct correlation to something. 
um, like you said, even the the way that you clean brushes or something, or even the fact of you're really into Legos, you know, that sense of building of um, looking at something and figuring something out, how to put something together, you know, that process, maybe it looks different now, but a lot of times those things are formed when we're younger. And then we can see that work its way out into what we do today. And it's really interesting to be able to do that because sometimes it's, it's really a light bulb moment for us when we go, Oh, you know what? Like, that's why I end up doing things this certain way, or this is a really important part of my process. And it's important for me to recognize that. So I don't lose that if my expression changes for some reason. Right. Right. Exactly. And it took yeah. me when I started painting a while, you, you mentioned process. It took me a while to like, even understand what a process is. You know, people would ask me when I very first started, but what's your process, you know? Oh, I just, you know, X, Y, Z, you know, <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. And then like about six months in and, it, you know, stop me if I'm getting ahead of myself here. Um, but, uh, you know, it just became like this huge, huge mental battle, you know, and I upset, I have a very, very obsessive mind and, you know, I'd obsess and I study, you know, Basquiat, George Conda, all, you know, some emerging artists, what's their process, what's their process, you know? But it, it really, I mean, that stuff does, did help me, I guess, keep it on me, but uh, you really just have that. I guess that's a part of finding the process, the struggle, yeah. the research, the absolutely, practice, you know, whatever. So, yeah. And the more that you do something, the more comfortable you get with it and the, the deeper you get into it and realize like, oh, okay, this is why I'm approaching this. This is why this certain thing resonates with me. Um, right. You know, like I remember I walked away from my art for about 10 years and when I came back to it, it was due to some mental health issues and just trying to get back to the sense of creating because I'd love to do that as a kid. And I, I didn't want to approach it the same way that I had when I was in art school, which was very much about, um, you know, photorealism and kind of perfection in the rendering. And I was like, no, I'm a mess. Like I need to, if anything, embrace more of my mess. Right? Yes. I need to like splatter things and do things that are you know, really scratchy and whatever. Cause that's the stuff that feels more me. Yeah. And I think sometimes you don't really get to know that unless you put the time and the work in, and then you start also being curious about like, why is it that I like that? Like, where does that yeah. come from? You know? Um, and that's what eventually becomes your voice and your style. I think, you know? Yep. Yeah hundred percent. I got a little bit of goosebumps because I went through that exact, like the mental process yeah. over the last, you know, 12 months, 14 months of painting. And, uh, you know, some of it, like I was saying, I didn't even realize I was going through it. You know, then you yeah. realize you're like, okay, cause I wanted exactly. everything to be perfect. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> once I, once I stopped, I'm like, what's perfect. I don't know. I just started, you know, I yeah. like this, but I want to try to do that. So I'm fighting, wanting to do this, even though that's like my true, self right so it's, it's yeah. very we could talk about it for hours oh totally totally <laughs> i want to back the story up a little bit though and ask because you know we're saying hey you're you're relatively new in this process and you didn't even do drawing or painting as a kid so i'm sure the listeners are wondering about a little bit of like well how did you get to where you are now like what did you do previously like what's your story as it unfolded uh, would you mind sharing just a little bit of that for context for us sure so uh, I moved, I live in Southern California. Um, I moved here from upstate New York, Saratoga Springs mm -hmm. and, uh, about eight years ago, roughly. And, uh, I came here to kind of, you know, quote unquote, change my life. I've been sober, uh, from drugs and alcohol, 
you know, uh, in November 16th, I'll have uh, seven years. Awesome. Had, had a little slip up when I got here, but I'm back on the horse. So um, I did that. And, uh, you know, uh, long story short, I did a series of uh, sales jobs. I'm in, I'm in sales now. Um, and you know, everything I have, you know, I, yes, I do a lot, take a lot of action and put in a lot of work, but you know, it's all from, from, uh, a a program I I go to Alcoholics Anonymous and, you know, it's, I have all my friends, which I consider family. And that one, one thing or relationship within that has led to another and, uh, you know, series of relationships, uh, dating also got me into therapy and just Mm -hmm. like, for boundary setting with friends and family and blah, blah, blah. My therapist started pushing. She's like, you know, you should try photography. You should, you know, just, she wouldn't push me. She just, you know, nice, subtle suggestions, you know, and then follow up on me with me if I latched onto one. And I like photography a lot. I have a nice, you know, Sony a6600 and uh, that wasn't enough. Um, and then eventually I tried, tried painting and, uh, that that was that was last October, and uh, you know, obviously, there's much more to it, but that's that's pretty much where I come from. Yeah. So, what do you think the importance of that whole experimenting with you know photography and just different creative forms? Like, why do you think that was was so important for your therapist to say, "Look, you need to get in this and try this." You know, from your own perspective. I think. I mean, I know because she would, you know, she would allude to things, and then after a while, she wouldn't give me clear cut answers, but she would she'd be like, Tony, you're clearly creative. You know, I, with, with business, I had been with a few companies and I just always love the building process, you know, usually mm-hmm. a startup or early company or young company. And, uh, I just love it. It's fun, you know, and then you, you don't get bored, but it's like, okay, I need something more inspirational. So I learned that. And I think she knew that. I know, I know she knew that cause we discussed it. And, uh, you know, she, she's like, why don't you try something else? Maybe that's still, cause it was still going. And she's like, well, you can't be bored. You're still in the building process. Like we've talked about, you know, so I try that. I bought the camera at sat for three months, you know, right. three, tried it one trip. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's had another three months. And then one day I, I think during COVID, I really uh, latched onto it. And, and, you know, I just, I drive to I'm in Irvine. I drive down to, down to Malibu and take pictures on a Sunday. And, you know, I just, it kind of took me over for a little bit. Everywhere I went, I was, <laughs> I was the guy with the, can't you go to a nice dinner, you know, hole in the wall dinner didn't matter. I had the camera yeah. over my shoulder for, for a few months there. And uh, I think she, she knew that. I think she saw that. So it was just, she didn't necessarily push painting, but mm-hmm. I had the idea. So then she's, you know, subtly checking in on it. And then eventually I bought it. It sat for literally three, four months. And then one random night I had like a little <laughs> mental breakdown with some, some stuff going on with, with some, my personal life. And, uh, I just started painting and it, on my, on my Instagram, it literally, I, I leave it. My social media manager says not to, but I like to leave it. So you can see like just a year ago, I was taking, you know, tubes of whatever paint and just splattering it, you know, I wouldn't even, yeah. put, I didn't even think to like put it on a brush for any extra detail or texture, I'm just taking the tube. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, and I think that's probably an important part of your journey and evolution 
And, yeah. you know, I think that's actually kind of cool to see that when you see, especially in somebody's social media, where there's like this point at which you go, okay, something happened here. And then you can see moving forward how things have changed. There's been a shift. Um, and so even to, to see that visually, a transformation that happens internally for a lot of us, um, that's a really cool thing to be able to to mark the moment, you know? Yeah. Um, so... Awesome you're you're in painting and you're you're loving this and you're starting to kind of explore a little bit what that looks like um what were the things that were influencing you like why was it that you felt like painting was the thing and and what what was inspiring you to create at that point you know i don't really know i thought you might ask this so i literally (laughs) was journaling and meditating right before and i don't really know i just knew that i wanted to and like i had mentioned in therapy we discussed it and because i have my i have an obsessive mind it has a lot of pros i've learned it has a lot of cons right so you know it is i am who i am so you just have to learn how to like cope with the pros and the cons um but because of that i just it didn't matter why or what i just became obsessed with painting you know and then i started with literally for probably three four weeks i would just I would buy different materials. I would buy this, I'd buy that and try different things. And it was all just like, you know, I always think masculine when I'm describing it because I had a few conversations with it. It looks very masculine. I'm like, think so? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's masculine. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I had no idea. You know, I didn't even know any verbiage about anything. And then I, one night I was, uh, somebody had bought me a Basquiat book a while ago. Mm-hmm. I always liked it and enjoyed art. I didn't take time to like, study or you know dive in and um i just became obsessed with him you know obviously he's very very well known now and uh so i would just you know like like any artist you just try to replicate with your own style as much as humanly possible and i would just do that with different paintings time and time and time and time again and then find other artists and do the same thing and then you notice oh you know you just building blocks building blocks and then it right for me, it naturally just evolved into, into me and it, it's still evolving. People think I have a style. They'll sit, you know, I, I do take, uh, it's my only classes I've taken for anything I've, other than self-taught. Um, I take sketch classes for realism. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll sketch that and be like, I can still see your style in it. You know, and I don't, I don't know what they're talking about. Cause the only thing I correlate with my style is like, uh, these this certain type of mouth I do or certain facial features I, I gravitate towards faces so mm-hmm. faces but uh but yeah I don't know yeah rambling <laughs> no no but it's interesting in there as you were describing things even you you use the word building blocks you know and my mind immediately went back to Legos you know yeah the sense of you you yeah. building and even before when you were talking about sales and the startups you know it's the building yeah and so for you i see that as as something that's very important for you to be able to be a part of that process of building something um and probably the evolution of something that happens um over time uh and it's just it's just interesting to hear you talk about it in those terms um whether or not that was intentional it's there you know it wasn't but that is literally my favorite part about art is it's endless so i Mm. because i am how i am it will never be good enough i always have a you know the negative self-talk has its pros and cons like anything and it's it's always going to evolve and it'll be another billy block you know Mm -hmm. another whatever and and I just I love that because it yeah you know I'll never get bored 
Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, so talk a little bit about like some of the themes that are in your work. Like, you know, obviously you said, there, you know, I've seen there's a lot of the faces and, and just the, um, you know, kind of references to, to Basquiat um, and, and some other artists, but like, was that all because you were just looking for things that were inspiring you in the moment? Or is there a deeper connection to as far as like faces and things for like people? Like for me, I know one of the reasons why I love to create stuff uh, and like the stuff behind me, like I do a lot of portraits and stuff like that. Those right? are yours. Those yeah, those are mine. Um, right. And so I love to do that kind of stuff because it's people oriented. And for me, creating isn't really complete unless there's a connection made with somebody once the art is kind of quote done. Um, and so that's kind of the final piece for me is connecting with somebody over the art and going, oh, you're a fan of that too, so am I. Or, oh, you know, I did this portrait and it's of you, like there's a, I'm trying to serve you with the art that I'm doing, you know, that kind of thing, bring some value. Um, so I'm just curious if there's anything underneath in what you're doing um, that that is kind of a why in what you're, you're approaching your subject material with. So, so uh, at first, to be honest, no, I was just trying. I didn't know what I was doing. And I, you know, I can tell you now, but I, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't even know what I was trying to do or make. I just knew I, I saw this. I loved a face. And I, I just like how I felt when I saw, you know, it will reference Basquiat because we're talking about him, right? In the book mm -hmm. or when I go to the broad in LA and see his work, you know, I just love, you know, it was the first time I ever like, got really emotional when I saw a painting in person, you know, was, was his, uh, yeah. skull, the, the yeah. skull. And, uh, you know, so then no, but now it's more the process. Like we were talking about, it's, it's therapeutic for me. And within that I'll have like, um, how can I explain it simply? So I started a series completely out of frustration, like three weeks ago, four weeks ago. And, uh, I just, I was like, you know what, I'm going to pick, make something more palatable. I'm going to pick three colors, mix them up. Like I see some artists do. And, uh, I really like how Kondo mixes his, his style, his, his, his background. I've watched numerous videos. So, you know, mine is obviously much, much different, but, uh, I pick three colors, mix them up. And then I, I put a glove on and grab this black paste this texture based mixed media. And I literally, I'll just, I'll do this breathing exercise I do before. And then I throw it like a baseball at the canvas. So that has a lot of emotion and meaning for me. And then as it unfolds and dries, I can, you know, my, I believe in, you know, you're as an artist, you, you train your mind on whatever you're doing, like work, mm -hmm. right. Anything we would do, you get better at hopefully. Right. And so I can see certain things, maybe not you or other people, or maybe you can, right? Can't see. And then it forms into this piece. And then each piece will have, you know, all the emotion I could describe on Instagram. I have to do, I don't always like to, but I put the story <laughs> of the meaning, you know, I just yes. want to post my work, whether it's liked or not, but you got to do what you got to do. But so it'll have variety of different meanings for me. And then the culmination of it usually has a meeting where I connect with people, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So as you're engaging with this work and you're, you're building the kind of body of work, 
what is the point at which you you go from okay i'm doing this and this is kind of for me and maybe i'm showing some things locally or to, from friends or whatever to actually going like okay now i've got exhibits and people interested in my work like can you talk a little bit about that part of your journey sure so it was yeah <laughs> um may not i guess i'm judging it i was gonna say may not be what you think but it was more i just i had people in my life some relatively not known but knew of people in the art world had connections and i'd show it to them you know i collect art as well and i had an art deal he's become a great friend of mine you know and uh he's like if you feel like it's right it's right you know as far as the time Right. And uh, it only, I was like, it's only been six months, you know, what do you, I don't, how do you know? He's like, you don't know. He's like, just put together a, a, a biography. And because of what I do with work, I I could do that relatively quickly. You know, it took me a couple hours. It doesn't look the best, but it, it serves its purpose. And, uh, you know, I just started, got some courage one night after a couple of weeks of sitting on it and sent it out. And yeah, the first one I had, you, you have to do pay to play. Mm-hmm. You know, and everybody said, don't, but I'm like, you know, you just got to throw some darts and, you know, maybe some of them hit. Right. Yeah. And, um, well, and, I'm, and I'm sure you need feedback from people yeah. and to know, okay, what Experience. is resonating and what's not right. Yeah. And what, what should I be doing more of? Because when you're working in a vacuum and it's just you, I mean, if that's all that that's ever going to happen with your work, then that's fine. But if it's ever going to have a place where the public encounters it, you need to right. know what the public thinks. Right. Exactly. Outside of Instagram. Right. Exactly. Yes. We don't need to have that conversation, but, but that, you know, for, I am grateful for Instagram because that's Mm -hmm. the only tool I had at first. And so I would, I had sold a few pieces. I'm like, okay, just from people reaching out, whether a cup, I think one was a friend and one was just random, you know? And, uh, I was like, okay, I'll run some ads. You know, I did some research on ads, talked to a few people that work on Instagram and, uh, I ran some ads and then that got me a little bit of not traction, but just I, some traction on what would be a good next step. And so uh, that's what ultimately gave me the courage to apply at a few, a uh, few galleries in New York actually. And hmm. I had an exhibition that was fun. A couple of my friends flew out and uh, it was great. Yeah. And, uh, I love that. Again, you use that, the building, right? <laughs> it's it's yeah. even in there. Um, <laughs> It's such a theme for you. It's great. You have yeah. to do some some piece of some like a series or something where you're incorporating some Legos or something in there because, dude, that would totally be like so thematic for you. It'd be amazing. I thought about it. It's it's just t- I haven't thought. About it. I've tried. It's tough to paint like so. I've tried the pixelated, and then mm-hmm. I've tried like painting like Legos. And I'm not yeah. great at realism yet. Uh, my sketching class would go to that and then we do paint or tone shading and then, and then paint. Right. So uh, eventually I'll be able to do something like that too. And then combine everything. That's my, my yeah. ultimate goal, but uh, it's just, it's tough. I've tried that. It's funny. That <laughs> even even that. if the frame, maybe the frame around it or yeah. something was, was made of Legos that I think it'd be kind of cool would, to bring those worlds together for you. You know, I was thinking about that. That's funny. You said that I just wrote it down when we were flying back. I, I went out of town the other day and I was flying back and I, I wrote it down like I was on Instagram swiping and people have been really getting into these art Legos that they mm-hmm. sell, Lego sells. Yep. And I had no idea until this, this story. And uh, it's not really a story, I guess, but I just saw that. I'm like, oh my God, I should just 
buy that, maybe do the Lego or not, but just make the frame of it itself and then put it on around mine. And then I was like, well, I, hopefully they make one like 30 by 30 or 50 by 40. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyways, hey, you yeah. never know. You could, you could strike up a partnership with them or something where they could sponsor something. So Lego, if you're listening, you heard it yes. here first. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. So that's my ultimate goal, not with Lego, but it, it's funny you said that. Cause it's like, I inquire the Instagram piece still so much because I've made some artist friends and you know, I got a friend in Laguna. I'll go, oh, he's like 20 minutes away. We'll paint together. And, you know, I've got some connections I made downtown LA and in New York, obviously my publicist. So I'll bounce it off them, but I'm trying to like build equity on Instagram so that I can mm-hmm. do stuff like that as it pertains to like art. Cause no yes. artists really, I feel like I've discussed it with a few like known art gallery owners and it's like, they're very, it's, it seemed frowned upon to be like an art influencer and I'm not trying to influence, but it'd be nice to have like the added income or free supplies while (laughs) still doing everything that you're going to do anyways. Absolutely. There's something about, um, it's, it's like a marketing hat, right? It's, it's a way, it's a different way of thinking of things. And I think a lot of, visual artists who don't have a background in in design, like I started out in graphic design. So that was kind of baked into my journey oh, and process and thinking. But there's a lot of visual artists who who are painter or fine artists who don't necessarily have that experience or that exposure where they're like, hey, I don't really want to deal with all that stuff. I just want to paint and yeah. I don't want to think about like marketing and how am I going to talk about this? Like you said before, like stories and things. And yeah. um, I think there's there's an opportunity there when that does feel more aligned with somebody where they don't have to hire that piece out, but you can actually do that as the person who is the artist and also the marketer. Um, Mm -hmm. You can lean into those opportunities like we're just talking about. Um, And I think that's a, it's a, it's a more powerful position to come from, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what I I think it adds, you know, power and equity in in what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And, and I have a social media manager who, you know, I just provide her content or, team you know she's got a couple of people i deal with um but yeah i just provide that but then you know i've had two people uh, just small small companies approach and just do a video and get some free paint and you know yeah. so so yeah i like it it's fun yeah well and the other thing too is that you know you were talking before about how getting involved with the these companies the startups and things <clears throat> and being involved with sales right and um getting out and meeting people building the relationships you know it's the same thing where whatever you're creating has opportunity to leverage for relationships. And so if it is in that term of like, Hey, I'm using your product. Why don't we figure out some kind of partnership that seems to make sense? You know, that's just really based in relationship, right? It's saying like you create something that I love to use and I create something that, you know, obviously is dependent upon what you create. So if there's synergy here, why not link arms and do something together? You know, I know I'm, I'm shocked by the amount of like, we're, I'm just talking Instagram, but like, yes. the, you know, some of my favorite pop artists, deconstructed pop art, you know, whoever, they'd have so many followers and they don't do any of it. And I realize they make enough that they don't need to, but right. it's like, you're, you're going to do everything that you're going to do anyways. So then you just negotiate and get some free, free, not free stuff, but free product that you have to use and they need you to, you know, like you said, so yeah. just crazy. Yeah. It's, it's great. I, I think you're right though. Cause it's, just 
not that I, I, you know, by no means do I know everything in business. I just, I'm always surprised just general converse conversations. I try not to judge and might sound a little arrogant, but you know, just the lack of, of business in, in the space from the artist side, or maybe it's not, you know, I always consider maybe it's not that it's just, they don't want to deal with it. Like you said. So. Yeah. I mean, I think sometimes it's both because, you know, even when I think back to art school days, and I mean, this we're talking like the nineties when I graduated, but there really wasn't anything that was geared towards entrepreneurship, you know, yeah. building business skills um, that may have changed today. And there's certainly enough out there that you can get by watching videos or, or for me, it was actually coming around some other creative entrepreneurs and learning from them um, in certain environments. And so it kind of learning on the job, if you will, um, like, okay, how do you build a business side of things? You know, what do you do? Um, and you know, some people, like you said, don't want to have any, um, any role with that. They want somebody else to just deal with that so they can just show up and simply do their art. Uh, and then other people, it just may be a lack of knowledge, you know? So, um, but I think even just talking about it, having this conversation right now is good and food for thoughts for somebody who's listening, who may be like, you know what? here's an area where I really need to think more about and figure right. out what's my approach, what's my opinion on this. Um, right. And so it's really helpful, again, just the context of our journeys um, and learning from each other, you know? Yeah, no, hundred percent. And uh, I, I, it's, it's funny cause I, I'll talk about it with somebody on my, you know, I said my team, but it's my copyright attorney and he's very deep in, he loves art. Talk about anything makes me feel stupid, honestly. <laughs> but but he always says how he loves representing, you know, artists because we're like the ultimate uh, entrepreneurs. You know, mm -hmm. the ultimate art is creating a business, a successful business. You know, and uh, I just always love that. He said that to me in our first phone call. I'll never forget it. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's a bit of wisdom there for sure. Yeah, that's fun. I'm curious you mentioned, you know, all these various people that you have surrounding you and that are helping you in some capacity. Was there somebody who early on was saying, you know, okay, here's, here's the pathway for this. Here are the people you need to surround yourself with, or was this more out of necessity as you started to step more into opportunities? So the, the so simply my therapist suggested she, you know, a lot of what I preach is from our work together. I have a therapy every, every week, once a week for the past three years. And, uh, I just love it. It's changed my life that, you know, being sober and, you know, just trying to remain humble, but, uh, she would suggest these things and it's very uncomfortable, uncomfortable for me at first. I just, I don't want to deal with it. I don't, you know, mm -hmm. whoever, whatever, however much, you know, whatever. And, uh, I just, at some point you have to face your fear. Right. So I think art and paint my, my painting and the process, like we've talked about has helped that fear quite a bit. Yeah. You know, even last night I wanted to try something on a piece that was finished and I'm like, no, it's not finished. I keep gravitating towards this one idea. And so I did it. Usually I would leave it and you have a little obsessive regret and blah, 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 blah. I do. Um, but you know, I kind of getting back to your, your original question, she would, we'd discuss it, brainstorm, we'd call it, have a little think tank. And then, uh, I do some research and then there's no, no, she didn't point me in the direction of anybody specific. I just usually have an inkling and I've been trying to 
past year specifically, just trust my myself more, right? Self love, I love yeah. all that. So, so my my gut and it's it works, right? So yeah, I yeah. I happen to know you know my godmother's daughter runs a successful social media management company, you know, and uh, I did a bunch of research online and on Instagram and found a publicist and uh, you know you know well it just one thing kind of leads to the next. So yeah, nice. yeah. Well, that's awesome. And I love that, you know, it, it sounds like you have a real asset and ally with your therapist. Um, and I just want to lean into that for a minute because, you know, so often I like, I talk a lot about that mental health and creativity um, because it's part of my own journey too, you know, where, you know, I, I took a break from my art for 10 years, didn't do anything and suffered from depression to come back and go, can I do this just because it once brought me joy as a kid and then yeah. figuring out, oh, what does this look like? Um, and then continuing to just lean into trying to get um, just healthy, you know, as far as some mental health struggles. Um, and I'm thankful that there's a lot more conversations around that today. And it seems a, a lot more open um, and accepting as far as, you know, I mean, especially the past couple of years, I think everybody has dealt with something, whether it's heightened anxiety, depression, I mean, you know, the list goes on. And to be able to access our creativity as a tool to help us to process, to get into a rhythm and routine and a habit that I talk about all the time of creativity, um, it not only helps us, but then it's also helping the people that we come into contact with, um, because we're able to show up as the best versions of ourselves. And then we're also producing work that is more hopefully authentic to who we are and our experiences, putting it out into the world. And then it speaks to them. And, and my hope is always that it encourages somebody else to question their creativity and say, what is it that I need to be creating that I'm not right now? Mm -hmm. You know, where in my life do I need to lean into this? And, um, you know, just engage with that that part of of um creativity and, and mental health right right yeah it's uh I, it's funny you said that i i like challenging like perception with mine you know for ultimately the same outcome but i yeah. i really like i like challenging perception with most all my work you know when i first started write the word ear in this little font i created and so that's fun but yeah i mean i'm very uh blessed, lucky, whatever you want to call it for, for my therapist. And, you know, I was contemplating the whole time if I, in, in uh, the program I'm in, you know, in Alcoholics Anonymous, it's frowned upon talking about it, but, you know, I also have my sponsor. Mm -hmm. So I turn to him, it probably more than my therapist and he, he guides me. And uh, so I, I kind of have two, two ducks in my corner, so to speak. And uh, yeah. So anything I'm unsure of, I've bounced it off to people, you know, thankfully enough, they usually align when it's the right choice, you know, and it's yeah. usually the opposite of what I want to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's nice, but it's, it's been a blessing. And I agree with you. I think, you know, the past two years, there's obviously COVID's had, we could, everybody always talks about the negatives, but I think mm -hmm. one of the positives, you know, would be this, right. It's like, yeah, therapy's more accepted. You know, a lot of my friends, males anyways, it's like that whole ego and like masculinity around it. It's like green therapy. Oh, okay. How'd that go? You know, right. Just this passive aggressive comments, questions. And uh, it's nice now. Like a lot of my friends will reach a handful of my friends are in therapy now that weren't. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they reach out prior. It's nice to know that like 
they see it all it it's nice to see that my work is shown because they're re- asking me clearly i've had some change if they're asking me about it right so yes it's yeah. nice for two reasons that and they're also helping themselves which we could call that art in itself right <laughs> yeah absolutely it's it's creating a life right it's creating right. the life that you want to live um yeah. that's the by all means creativity um I, I, and i just want to like just applaud you and say you know um good for you for taking ownership over your own journey and leaning in and doing the hard work and changing and adapting and and growing um because not only for you as a person but then also you as an artist um that also has impact on your work how you see things how you show up in relationships and all those things so um you know i just want to pause in the moment just say good for you and continue because um that's that's awesome so I appreciate that. Yeah. I like to, uh, to beat myself up, but I do need to hear it. So I do appreciate it. Yeah. No. And you know, many times because we're so in our heads as creative people, it's, it's a blessing and a curse, you know, and it's trying to figure out how do you navigate those things so that you figure out what's the false narrative that you need to shed. Right. And accepting yourself, not only as yourself, but then also in the artistic realm and creative realm of going, this is this is who I am right now. This is how I can show up. You know, when I first showed up again uh, after my ten year break, I was frustrated because I decided my day one back was doing a, um, a pen and ink drawing in my sketchbook of a Starbucks coffee cup, and it was horrible. It was like the proportions were off, and it was just it was embarrassing, honestly. And I'm thinking to myself, like, if anybody came up and and they knew that I went to art school, they'd be like, <laughs> dude, what happened? Like, yeah, <laughs> you know. And I was embarrassed, and I was like, I was frustrated I because I'm like, my capacity at one time was so much greater, but this mm-hmm. is what I can manage right now. Mm-hmm. And it was a moment of a gut check to go, you know what? I need to practice grace for myself because this is what I can manage right now. It's right. not what where I used to be, but it's also not where I'm going to be. I'm going to build on this, but I need to accept where I am right now. Um, and so just for me, you know, accepting some of those moments along the way and trying to really lean in as opposed to fighting it um, has been really helpful. So, but I totally get you on the front of like the the internal critic and, you know, probably, you know, the wrestling with perfectionism of going like, oh, yeah. ah, you know, I just, and being precious with materials and all that, yeah. like it's all that process of just trying to shed that stuff so that your work can really take the center stage that it needs to. And you're not bound up in frustration while you're trying to create your work and all those things, you know? Right. <laughs> and I was, I wanted to cut you off when you're, I was going to say, and, and then if you kept going, you had that moment, like where you get into what I call flow state. Yes. And you get yeah, the euphoria and then you didn't stop. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've been going, you know, it's, it's 10 plus years now, every single day showing up, doing something. And out of that came my understanding of my own journey in context, right? My voice, my style, I learned what I wanted to do, what I didn't want to do, tried different materials, a place to explore, uh, self-discovery, all those things came out of that journey. And, you know, that's why I'm so passionate now to talk to other creative people too. And especially those who may be either just starting out or returning after being away for a while, you know, maybe they chose the practical route and they're like, sure. Hey, I want to come back to this. Um, and just saying like, let's, uh, let's have these conversations. Cause I think they're really important and let's try to identify what are the things that really, again, each individual feels like they need to show up and create and put out into the world, you know? And I think when we all create, we all win, you know? Mm. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So 
let's let's talk a little bit more about your your specific um like exhibits that are happening right now like where where can people find you with the stuff like what what's happening give us some details on you know people are like hey okay we're hearing the story we're you know we, we're, yeah. we're gonna go to his website we're gonna check out his instagram we he talked about that but like where can people actually go and see in person <laughs> so i was hoping you didn't ask that <laughs> um, <laughs> okay <laughs> so you, you can't right now okay i'm working on it i've been applying um i just started working with my publicists four months, three, four months, three months ago, four months ago. And, uh, you know, our relationship's gotten a lot closer and, you know, now we have, I don't know. I think that's necessarily why I'm sure she's been working just as hard, but you know, it's kind of evolving much, uh, much more efficiently than it was this past, you know, re- couple of weeks even. Yeah. Um, and so I don't have any, I've applied to, I, I apply to one or two a week now. I don't care. I just send them yeah. out. I expect nothing. And hopefully one day I'll get a bunch and I'm working on a, a few, but, uh, but I have probably one or two in New York next year. Nothing, but I guess simply no, nothing right now, but I do have my, my work on artsy. If you search <laughs> Tony Farrow, artsy.net. Um, I did that through the MVVO at our agency. Uh, last year I was in their exhibit at the world trade center. And then, uh, the I have my website tonyfarrow.com. Um, although I it's, it's complicated, you have to put https colon backslash backslash. If you put www dot, it won't work. So I have a whole new website being built. Uh, okay, be well, I'll, I'll be sure to put that in the show notes so people can just click, they don't have to type, and it'll bring them right to your website. Yeah. So that was a <laughs> long way to answer your question, but there you go. You can't. No, no. <laughs> um, well, and I'm glad that you're 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 continuing just to show up to look for opportunities. Um, and you know, honestly, that that's where we're all at. Right. I mean, even people who, you know, I've talked to other artists previously, um, you know, who they have a show going right now, whatever. Uh, and when that, that show closes out, they're looking for more opportunities. And so, um, there's an ever evolving, ever, um, growing, um, journey where you just keep showing up. You just keep putting work out there. You just keep creating more work. Um, and so uh, it's it's always encouraging when people hear like, okay, you know what? Like, yeah, we're all in the same boat here. We're all trying to do our best and put stuff out there. And, you know, I always say, let's champion community over competition, you know, because that. if we can cheer each other on, especially as artists, instead of being nitpicky and, you know, um, you know critical, um, I mean, we as artists should understand it more than anybody else to go like, we need to huddle together. We need each other's support. Um, and so, you know, anytime I'm like hearing any little bit of, of competition stuff, I'm like, nope, let's not go there. You know, um, there's, know. My, there's plenty for everybody, you know, my, my head will, I don't, <laughs> I don't usually voice this at all, but my head will go there. I'll be in a gallery. I'll be like, yeah, this, this person's work. Mine should be here, you know. And the reality is, like, my work to a trained eye, it's probably not quite where it needs to be to even consider being in that gallery, right? Maybe it is, maybe not. You know, I <laughs> I have a lot going in my head around that <laughs> comment, but you know, I because you fight, I fight the inner critic out every yeah. day, all day. It's just, it's especially with this stuff. It's like, unless I'm in the moment, I'm battling it, you know. And when yeah. I'm you, I'm in the moment 99% of the time when I'm painting, 
which is great, you know, and, yes. and it, it'll trigger when I, I, I always have my playlist and then it hits a certain song. I don't know why or what or when, but it just hits. And then I turn it up and I put my phone on D and D and I just go and, you know, if I went uh, away last week and got back last night. It was so nice just to like seek. I used to struggle to like keep do, like have you mentioned routine earlier process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I have a creative process, but your routine to start your process is the most important part for me. Cause if I don't do that, you know, I could go 10 years. Right. And uh, yeah. for a while I'd get stuck for a week or two. And, you know, I kind of have my ups and downs with that and figure it out. Like it doesn't matter. So now I've learned like, that's just going to happen and I have to accept that and then move on and not let it go on for a week. You know, mm -hmm. let it just be a day yeah. or whatever it is. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's just keep showing up and, and figuring out um, for sure. So I, I want to ask you one last question um, and I don't know, you know, answer this however you want to, but is there something that's like the next evolution or the next thing that you're looking towards in your work and, and maybe something you want to try? And, and maybe that's in a theme or maybe that's in using certain materials or maybe that's in combining certain things, you know, as far as creative expressions, um, you take it to be whatever it is that comes to mind. So I'm really trying, like, for a while, you know, I would do like pop art. I always grew up, I'd watch, I'd watch a lot of things, but I like Charlie Brown. You know, I, I always watch Charlie Brown. I always watch Home Alone. Even now, I watch Christmas movies once a week still. You know, being from New York, I live in SoCal, I won't lose yeah. that. It's a, it's a mentality. It's not a holiday, right? Yeah. And uh, and so I, I try to do that, but it's not who I am creatively. So I find myself, like we talked about earlier with the mess, I'm more messy. So I've been trying to find something to combine like pop art or like neo-expressionistic, you know, for a while people were like your stuff's really, we would call it like neo-expressionistic pop art, you know? So I'm like, well, I don't want to just be that. I want something else too. So I'd add more like abstract expressionism. And I really like abstract and I've been on one lately with, uh, shapes. So I've been studying George Kondo for like a month and a half, two months now. And, uh, you know, I've I went to the broad and just stared at his work for like an hour, but I'm trying to combine everything mm -hmm. and it's frowned upon. So I kind of like it more. People are like, <laughs> just pick one and, and let it evolve. But I see why, because it can get out of hand because it's endless. Mm -hmm. Right. So I just constantly, so I battle that a lot, but I'm trying to combine abstract expressionism with neo neo expressionism and maybe some pop art but i really like like neo and abstract and uh you know a lot of before i got sober from drugs and alcohol i was just always like so it was dark you know i liked dark you know not not to get into details but i just when i do my drugs or whatever drink it's you know always dark and I just like, I still like that when I paint or in the house, you know, my, I, it's just, it's what I like. And uh, so I like to, I think a part of me likes just from my past, it's the abstract, the mess. I, I really mm -hmm. like that. So I've been trying to incorporate more of that. And in doing so, like I talked about a little before, that's, I found like a therapeutic way to incorporate it. So I don't think that's going to go anywhere. I think that'll be like the main port part of my style, if you will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, 
and then these other building blocks we can kind of tack on and you know who, who knows I bet I, I really want to learn uh uh realism just mm-hmm. so I can understand colors more I I know colors now like it's so fun because you know what goes with what and then when you're out and about you just see everything different than mm-hmm. you know whoever else that doesn't create and uh but it'd be nice to know for like tones and flesh tones and stuff like that and I experiment, but it's, it's tough to fight the fear and just do it. So yeah. Yeah. Gotta have a teacher for some of it, but that's the long answer. I want to combine everything and do everything always. (laughs) (laughs) True artist. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and like, like you said before, you know, it's, it's, it's the, you're never going to run out of opportunities to explore things and express things. And that's the beautiful thing about creativity and art. Um, and as you evolve as a person, as you um, have things that take on more meaning in your own life and it finds its way into your work, it'll it'll continue to morph and change and transition into something else. Um, there'll always be elements, obviously, of, of what you said, like the core, but those other things find their way out into your work. Um, yeah. And so I think that's that's why so many people, it's like they're they're almost like enamored with artists because it's like this mystical thing right it's Mm -hmm. we do this thing that's that's very strange for a lot of people who feel like they're not creative or that that just simply want to appreciate it and don't necessarily want to know all the behind the curtain stuff right yeah (laughs) but that still makes the the person and the journey really intriguing for somebody and that's why all the stories and all the behind the scenes stuff that we share on instagram right that's why it's not just here's what my work and you know, yeah. you want to buy it or not, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I know. That's why I like it so much too. Like this portion, I was excited to, to have the opportunity with you. And, uh, you know, th- it's fun for me. I, hopefully I don't ever get to not be involved on, on the, the business side, you know, and getting opportunities like this. And yeah, it's, I, I enjoy both. It's, it's, you know, it's just endless. So I, yeah. I know I talked about it a little bit, but I really, I like the idea of like always there's not, no, you know, what's everybody saying now? No cap or whatever, but there, I just like, there's endless possibilities to the business side of it and the creative side, as long as the creative side, creative side continues to evolve, then there's endless for the business side. So absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're at the top of our time, Tony, but um, I want to thank you for for joining me today for this conversation. I know that a lot of listeners are going to glean a lot of insights from this. And um, I just wish you all the best with all the things that you're working on and all the things I know are coming because uh, you're you're just starting in your own words. You're just man, you're just ramping up. So um, yeah. I'm excited to see more opportunities, more work and just how things continue to evolve for you. So thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks again for, for having me on. And, uh, you know, hopefully we get some further relationship after this. I, that's, that's what I like, you know, even on Instagram, Absolutely. anybody with that likes my, I, I love that part, the interaction. So this is, thank you. Thanks for listening today. I'd appreciate it if you would subscribe, leave a rating and a review. It really helps this podcast be seen and heard by others.